0: Welcome to the Pushing Buttons Podcast, the podcast where we talk about ideas, concepts, opinions, and experiences in video games. My name is Kevin. This is Kyle. And I'm Robert. And today we're going to be talking about our favorite underrated games. Ooh. Do you sound so excited for this. (laughs) That was my excited voice. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, Just a fair warning, some of this might be a little bit... Of uh, stuff that we have already covered on our guilty pleasures episode, but if mm-hmm. you happen to have missed that, you can go back on Castbox YouTube wherever you listen to podcasts. Go back lis- listen to that. Come back here, listen to this one. Yeah. Uh, before we get to that, though, how was your guys this week?s uh, m- Mine wasn't bad. Uh, Convincing once again. Thanks. Oh, well,
1: work is work. Yeah. yeah. Everyone knows how that is. Indeed. Um didn't do a whole lot. I know last week I said I started Castle Rock, a new TV show on Hulu. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't get to watch this week's episode, so I'll probably do that this weekend. Uh, played some more of The Witcher. Um, that's about it. Oh, I watched the new Mission Impossible earlier this week. I've heard great things. It oh, was a really, really good movie. The yes. action in it is superb. Uh, Tom Cruise is freaking immortal. He's a legend. <laughs> I don't know how he still does it, pushing 60. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, yeah, it is a really good movie. Um, Probably either my favorite or at least second favorite of the series so far. Nice. That is great to hear. Your first
0: favorite would be Mission Impossible 2, right? No, yeah. That's everyone's favorite, I thought. That is not an underrated movie. (laughs) That is just a terrible movie. I like that movie.
1: Having rewatched that recently, it's just not good. (laughs)
2: <laughs> only reason I like that movie is
0: because of Metallica's song for it. Uh, That's true.
1: They did I that. I Disappear.
0: As I Disappear, yeah. That was I love that song. I hate that song.
2: I love that song. It's great. <laughs> they didn't even have a
0: regular bassist when they did that song. They, they did had to use their but... freaking producer, whoever it was, to actually fill in for the bassist during oh, that. Oh, wow.
2: I just, I don't know why I love that song so much. It's just really
0: badass to me. I just hate that. Bowl, That's bowl, what I love about bowl, it. Bowl, bowl. <laughs> it's so repetitive. Everyone's
1: entitled to their opinion.
0: I don't know. I just yeah. love the listening to it. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> <laughs> it's the most Metallica Metallica song that exists. Maybe that's why mm-hmm. I like it so much. We're still gonna go see Metallica in December, so indeed. I still love them. Maybe I they'll still play, play that, like that song. song. <sighs> we can always hope. Oh,
1: Encore! Shouted at the stage.
0: <laughs> anyway, video games.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, so that, that was my week, basically.
0: Nice. What well, about you, Cow?
2: Not whole lot basically uh i'm just achievement hunting in warcraft i was
0: gonna ask you it has to have something to do with some warcraft
2: game. (laughs) well yeah i mean i'm still getting ready for that to come out in a couple weeks and you know there's not a lot to do other than old content that you kind of just want to grind gear for for like you know completionist sake to create a transmog for your character which is like you know how your character looks
0: I do know that Basically. now.
2: And, uh, yeah, other than that, I've just been collecting mounts, just things that I forgot to do when I was playing through the game.
0: That should be a hobby that people have in, re- in real life, collecting mounts. <laughs> Not just horses, <laughs> but all sorts of animals that they could ride.
2: Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I wish I could say that about my car. <laughs> like, that's my mount.
0: Look at my car. My car is amazing.
2: <laughs> there we go. <laughs> I didn't really do much else other than that. It's been a pretty rough week from work wise.
0: <laughs> work has sucked this week. It, it, yeah. yeah, it wasn't the best. <laughs> it's also been really warm this week and last week. Mm-hmm. It's been a really it, we're going through a heat wave right now, and as Pacific Northwestians, we're not used to this kind of heat wave. Kind of sucks. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't yeah. done a whole lot either myself. What I know. Uh, my fiance, is funny that you mentioned Castle Rock because mm. I came home from work I don't remember what day it was it was sometime earlier this week uh, and she had just gotten done with her five week stint of doing class full time and working full time so Jeez. she finally had a couple days off I get home on her last day off from work and she looks at me and says, I have nothing left to watch. I'm like, did you already, it was the day that they uploaded that episode of Castle Rock uh-huh. and I'm like did you already watch? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> she finished. She caught. it was a Catch. She caught up on Handmaid's Tale, which is another show that she's watching. Mm. I've heard good things about that one. I so so have I. I haven't watched it myself. Oh okay but I don't watch a whole lot. I did get her into Sons of Anarchy, which I'm really stoked about because Mayan's MC is starting pretty soon. Excellent. I want to watch that, but I don't think she's going to be caught up with Sons before that happens. Mm.
1: It's a great show, though, for the most part. Seven seasons, something like that? Did they
0: really go that long? I don't know.
1: I haven't watched it.
2: Yeah, it was a slog. Ah, crap, yeah. Not all of
0: it was great, but at least the first four Mm. seasons were fantastic. I remember loving those.
2: Well, I mean, if we're talking about TV shows, like uh, for anybody who watches Big Brother, that's been really exciting lately. A lot of awesome blindsides happening lately.
0: Go on.
2: Well, basically, uh, there's two sides of the house. The left and right? Well, no. Top and bottom? Not quite. Okay. Basically, uh, (laughs) like all the popular people and then the non-popular people. high school. I was
1: just going to (laughs) say.
2: Basically, yeah. That's how it goes. But there's been a lot of back and forth, like the power shifts between each side every week. Huh. Makes for a really entertaining season of the show. One of the best in years. Was uh, it like
1: Celebrity ga- Big Brother or something, or are they just regular actually people?
2: no? Uh, they did Celebrity Big Brother <laughs> earlier in the year, which oh, was okay. okay. I mean, it was pretty expected result. But uh, this current season, it's all fresh people, which they don't really do too often. Gotcha. They always bring back a returning player, and it ruins the season because they always make it to the end. Oh, because they know mm-hmm. how the game works and yeah. stuff. They well, got to create that drama. <clears throat> yeah, and. Uh, Right now, it's just a really great cast, like, people from all different uh, backgrounds. And it makes for a really interesting dynamic huh. for the power plays in the house, like, from week to week.
0: You know, as a fan of Game of Thrones, would I like that show, Big Brother? No. Oh. <laughs> it's just the way <laughs> I talking probably, It's entertaining to watch there, for someone. no beheadings, no... Uh, no. Okay. Mm-hmm. No White Walkers. I mean, there's
2: metaphorical beheadings.
0: Okay, (laughs) Like uh, the blind side
2: I mentioned earlier That that happened uh, It was pretty awesome Because the person who got evicted Was not aware that was happening to her And she just Got her head lobbed off Right (laughs) off the stage Gotcha To put it in a metaphorical sense (laughs) Word (laughs) Word. (laughs) I mean I've been watching Big Brother since season 2 So I'm a huge fan of the show And Survivor
0: as well is it that like
1: 20 seasons long or something? Jeez. They have
0: one
2: every year in the summer.
1: Jeez. So you've been watching a long time.
0: Yeah, I'm hey. like twelve. I didn't even wow. realize that show was
2: on for that long. Yeah, I mean, uh, they had casting calls up in Washington, and uh, I was tempted to go, but I didn't because of work. Gotcha. Because I never let work stop. It you. was during a weekday. But uh, yeah, yeah.
1: got to chase those dreams, Kyle.
2: We record well, this podcast. On I, a actu- I actually, I <laughs> actually at work. You know this already, Kevin. I think you do too. I try out for Survivor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I and. Uh, I haven't heard anything back yet,
0: but <laughs> they hey, still got your audition on file. Yeah, Jeff, if you're listening, I'm ready. <laughs> He's listening. I
1: just picture uh, <laughs> was it was it The Office or Parks and Rec? I want to say it was Andy Dwyer from Parks and Rec. Did he do like a submission video for that show, or was it Michael from The Office?
2: Michael from The Office, I think. I don't recall
0: this. God, at
1: all. I feel like I've seen it. On one of those shows, but they're like recording you do this uh, a lot where you I know. something
0: reminds you of a sitcom and you can't remember what I know. sitcom it it's sucks. from. Yeah.
1: but yeah, and the, I just picture you be like <laughs> trying to act like you know what you're not not that you don't know what you're doing, but you know, <laughs> trying to like well, debone a fish on the camera or whatever. It's like, kind
2: of interesting because <laughs> you know you you get a number and mm-hmm. you wait in line till your number's
0: called, like the DMV.
2: Yeah, basically, <laughs> and you get a minute in front of this camera. That, you know, some random guy is just kind of like, hurry up already and he can, (laughs) you know, get you off the stage quick enough so he can go on his lunch break. Um, But I tried to be enthusiastic, but I guess I didn't do anything because I didn't get picked. Hmm. But, you know, there's times where people as recent as this current season in 2018, uh, he made a submission video in 2012 and he won the game. Oh. So...
0: You so know, give it another couple of years and you might get picked. If I keep
2: applying, maybe it'll be ah, gotcha. a thing. But it's been rough because, you know, every year I want to do it, it's the same day as my girlfriend's birthday. <laughs> 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 gotcha. This year and last year, I didn't get to do it. But in 2016, I did. And, uh, yeah, it'd be fun to try again. Chase that dream. Yeah. But, yeah.
0: Go for it.
1: You only got one life, man. YOLO. Indeed.
0: <laughs> uh, the other thing... I don't know if you guys remember last week I said that there was something I was forgetting. And then I thought it was the thing that I ended up talking about. Whatever that was. (laughs) But it wasn't. What I was going to talk about was the Binding of Isaac Four Souls, the card game Kickstarter. Kickstarter, Yeah. 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 So they had a goal of $50,000. And this is the first Kickstarter that I've put any money down on Hmm. in in years. Hmm. They ended up with over $2.6 million. Holy smokes. Yeah and i am very very excited for that game and want you two guys to play that with me when i get my copy oh we will we'll, we'll I, probably broadcast it i imagine maybe my fiance might be there with us too that'd be fun so i'm
1: yeah. i'm willing to try i've never played any like type of
0: card game magic yeah. anything like that it is very so it's obviously themed around the video <clears throat> game the binding of Isaac, mm-hmm. but it's it's kind of set like magic in the way that it is. And the Kickstarter tier that I backed ends up, uh, we're going to have a, a four player game mat and hmm. all kinds of cards and stuff.
2: I can't remember the name of the format, but basically in Magic, there were decks that you can buy that you can play against, and there were like NPC bosses. Huh. And you can team up with another player to challenge that NPC deck. Gotcha. And that's kind of what Four Souls sounds like to me.
0: Four Souls is it's a competitive co op. Yeah. So you do cooperate to try to take on the NPCs and the bosses and, and the monsters and everything, but still there is one winner, whoever gets four souls first. Mm-hmm. But anyway.
1: I feel like everything's getting turned into a board game now. I, I just gonna, saw The Witcher. Horizon getting, Zero Dawn. Yeah, that's, that's the, the, the other one. I, one. Oh, yeah, yeah. I did see that this I week. I just yeah. saw that today.
0: Yeah, yeah it's. That's a, turning that into a board Apparently,
1: game. Apparently it's uh, becoming a big industry again. I right?
0: think it's the third coming of board games because like two <laughs> years ago they had the second coming of it's like the golden age of tabletop mm-hmm. games.
2: I just read that, uh, I haven't played it, but it looks kind of cool. Uh, there's like a really popular tabletop game called Gloomhaven. I have heard of it, And that looks kind of cool. There's, they're making it into a video game. Huh. That kind of looks like a roguelike. Fun. So it looked interesting from what little gameplay I saw of it. Awesome.
0: Well, I don't have anything else to talk about. Let's talk about some underrated games. Okay. Indeed. Sounds like a good Do topic. you want to kick off, Kyle?
2: Oh, sure. I mean, uh, we were kind of talking amongst ourselves. Like, what would amongst? be good?
0: Uh, <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> it's the alcohol. <laughs> Blame it on the
2: alcohol. And uh, we thought it would be kind of fun to kind of change directions this week and instead of being negative. We can talk about some games that were perceived negatively, mm-hmm. but were actually these hidden gems of games that, uh, you know, we each of us particularly look back on fondly. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I just wrote this down. Just Kick to get, us off. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, when I think of underrated games, there's two big ones that are at the top of the list. There's Psychonauts, okay. and then there's Beyond Good and Evil.
0: I don't know if Beyond Good and Evil is considered since the announcement of Beyond Good and Evil 2. I don't know if the first one's considered underrated anymore. Well, or.
2: technically there is a Psychonauts 2 being made. Yeah. But it's like in development hell, I'm sure.
0: Yeah, that's why I didn't hmm. mention that one.
2: Yeah. But, but, um, you know, I heard of both of these games basically by word of mouth saying, wow, these are like hidden gems. You gotta play them to really know hmm. what they're like.
0: They were both during the,
2: the Xbox generation,
0: right? Right. Xbox PS2. Yeah. Uh,
2: and You know, funnily enough, they were all on multi-platform consoles, like PS2, GameCube, I have them both on PC. And as well as Steam. And uh, I played, I think it was, (laughs) I believe I played Beyond Good and Evil first, because it came out on Xbox Live Arcade on the
0: 360.
2: Okay. And I went in there knowing, like, it was a highly regarded cult classic, and I had no expectations going into it. Basically, uh... I walked away from it like really impressed like there's some parts I kind of agree with the critics like the gameplay is kind of all over the place because it's such a mesh of different genres okay but that's what makes it like uh unique well I was going to say like an intriguing experience okay because you have all these different ways of in doing encounters in the game you can be stealthy you can be action focused or you can uh Basically, just kind of go through the game doing as little as possible. But me being the completionist, I went ahead and did everything naturally. But that's what made it fun for me was uh, there's a lot of like nooks and crannies for secrets that you can find. Mm. But it was more so the narrative that really strikes out. Like uh, playing as Jade, at the time, I just remember thinking to myself like, if this game was experienced back in 2003. It was such a different experience cuz you had all these games with like male protagonists mm-hmm. and having Jade as a character, it was really fun to see her story as well as her uh, squad mates or like uh, I think his name is Pixie. I can't remember for the life of me now, yeah. but uh, I was really enjoying that game. Just it just felt really cozy. That's a
0: good and word to describe it.
2: Yeah. Like I just felt really Relaxed while playing it, like the music was awesome and Psychonauts. I kind of see
0: as the the same. It, 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 it was completely separate, completely different style of game yeah. or different game, but I, I kind of see it as the as a similar kind of just relaxing. It was get into it and experience the story for what it is, even though the gameplay it was a third person like action adventure, right? It was
2: like a platformer like Mario, right? But it was really uh, focused on. Like, the character interactions yes. and the dialogue.
0: Yes. It was a really
2: funny game. Like, I really enjoyed playing as... And who made that game? Was that Double Fine? Well, yeah, Tim Schafer. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, overall, it was just a really fun romp. Like, you know, it was kind like of a collectathon a basically. Okay. But the environments and the game design was really good. It complemented the story really well. And the characters just have these great interactions with each other that, you know, make you laugh and right. enjoy the story for what it is.
0: Yeah. Double Fine's good at that. Tim Schafer's writing is is usually really funny. Mm-hmm. Um, I do want to mention Broken Age. And I know that that game did go through a development hell of its own. And they ended up splitting the game into two parts. And I played the first part after it came out because... I was so stoked for it. I mean, Will Wheaton as one of the main voice actors in the game, nice. uh, and Tim Schafer being behind the helm of the game. It was it, it's a it's an adventure game of like a point and click adventure, mm. kind of like the classic style point and click adventures. I still haven't played since it came out the second part of that game, the second half. I've been meaning to, but that game got crapped on so much because of the way that it came out and how long it took for the second half of it to come out. Mm-hmm. That it, uh, Double Fine kind of went through a period of. It was between that and starbase df or whatever whatever the the building your starbase game was that they released and they basically said hey you guys can finish this game now and let mod support be available and they kind of lost a lot of uh d- 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 there's a word <laughs> they they lost their the good perception that the customers had of them they the lost time. a lot of goodwill yeah they did and That was an easy word for you to come up with, wasn't it? (laughs) Strange. (laughs) They lost a lot of that that goodwill that they had with the consumer because Mm of that. But I still think Broken Age, despite the way that it came out, was still a really fun game. It's the first point-and-click adventure that I've actually gotten hooked on. And it's what I consider an underrated game.
2: If we're talking about Double Fine, I have to bring up Brutal Legend.
1: I was just going to ask if either of you guys had ever played that. I have not. Because of the RTS
0: elements.
2: Exactly. And that's what... Divided a lot of people, I'm sure. Yeah, I don't like RTS games. But
0: I
1: played the. I didn't know there was any of that kind of stuff in that game.
0: Yeah. Yes. Apparently, most of the game was like that, or a lot of it was like that. The right. first
2: half of the game, it's like an action platformer. Yeah. Where, uh, I remember
0: it's like playing like an hour or two. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And then halfway through the game, it like genre bends and basically becomes like an RTS. Huh. And uh, that's weird. I know it put off a lot of people, but I actually found a lot of joy from it because hmm. it was really unique. More so in the fact that instead of having, like, a top-down perspective, you're still controlling uh, the main character. I can't remember his name, unfortunately. Jack Black. Yeah. Jack Black. (laughs) There you go. Yeah. Uh, But, you know, you get wings and you fly over the battlefield and you command your troops and whatnot.
0: While also driving your vehicle, I just keep thinking of Assassin's Creed when they tried making you as Ezio defend the bases. And no, it's right. nothing like that. I mean, it's I, c- I kind
2: of see the comparison you're trying
0: to make. Yeah. Because I never played Brutal Legend.
2: But what I loved about the game is the aesthetic of it like the heavy metal, yeah. inspirational. <laughs> yeah. Like,
0: it was yeah. a freaking. Badass game that was in the height of the Guitar Hero rock band craze. Yeah, that too, too.
2: yeah. And I actually played it after all that. Yeah, like I think it was like
0: 2010ish. or Okay, so, so it was after it started dying down a bit. Yeah, and after that yeah. genre started the music genre. Right, and yeah, uh,
2: so. more so than anything, I just loved listening to the music and interacting with, you know, like characters like Ozzy who are in the game, but yeah, or like uh, the main bands that are featured in the game. Like, that was just really fun to experience. Like, it was... a What I think is best about it is that it took a genre of music and just really went to town with how it could inspire a game.
0: How you would play a genre of music, basically. I mean, it's kind of hard to put into words. No, I I, I got you. It's kind of what I tried to do, but failed, apparently. (laughs) Like, (laughs) I think of games like God of War
2: and Dante's Inferno, which is another underrated game of mine. And, uh... I think what Brutal Legend did so well was just taking such great source material from this genre of music and translating that into a video game setting. Yeah, like it was really fun to explore and drive around in the car.
0: <laughs> I and, didn't even know there was a car in that game.
2: Yeah, <laughs> and then, it, like I said, the RTS elements—it's like fifty-fifty. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. But I liked it. It was fun. Nice. Come here. <laughs>
1: well, I'll, the one I can think of. It kind of goes back. I think it was around the same time that that came out. Totally different game, but John Woo's Stranglehold. Damn it! Oh, shit. This brings back some good I'll memories for me. Right. That was a uh,
0: freaking great game. I'm sorry, Kevin. No, it's it good. was.
1: It really was. And I remember when it came out. I wasn't too familiar with, <laughs> you know, the name John
0: Woo. Yeah, it wasn't like I think either I'd, either I'd seen Face Off, and that's an yeah we haven't movie, seen the movie. Uh, yeah. yeah, that was based off of Hard Boiled, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And
1: after the game, I mean it. it the cross-pollination uh, between movies and games worked, because after that I went and watched the movie.
0: Yeah. but Which is a good movie, too. I've been but meaning it, to, but
1: never have. It's a really good movie. And it, it's just like the game. Yeah. Flying it's around. So but, stupid
0: <laughs> senseless action. Yeah, yeah,
1: it was so fun for what it was, and you felt like you could just play the whole level, just flying around. Not flying, but, you know, right, yeah, diving around the whole, around time, dive, the
2: whole yeah. time. and it was See, I always think so of fun. Kevin jumping on carts and just... <laughs> It's Because that's when it would slow
0: down. You had to be doing yeah. some kind of parkour movement for, the, for it to be bullet time. So you'd always force yourself to mm-hmm. go over a cart or through a, yeah. a, a stand. Of and all the kind. things like
1: you know the physics of like, blowing like pots of plants and jars <laughs> and stuff like that.
0: Yeah, and that was that was an earlier Xbox 360 mm-hmm. title. Yeah, it so was like yeah. really close to launch. It was when the graphics seemed really, really impressive. Yeah. You're like, oh my god, this <laughs> looks so real. Right.
1: Yeah, it was, looking back on it now, it's definitely got that kind of like, the early high def game haze that those games seem to have where everything's kind of like ultra saturated and, <laughs> yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah
2: but uh yeah they yeah. use a lot of filters to yeah. kind of hide the jaggies and whatnot.
0: on the jaggies the, <laughs> the, jag- jag- the jag- like they jaggies. they makes jaggies i like that <laughs> but uh yeah that was that was a great game that game i classify as one of my game fly specials because i, I yeah. did game fly that game yeah
1: i think it, i had gameplay around it, that time. it was great does that still <laughs> exist Gamefly? It does, because I, mean, I get emails from them every once in a while. Hey, come join us now, for... too.
0: Really? really? I thought they did, like, early Netflix. Like, they do the DVD by mail or something. I mm-hmm. could be just wrong. I don't know. Uh, we're not sponsored by Gamefly, but we'd no? love to be. <laughs> uh, speaking of games in that time area that I act Time area? That time frame <laughs> that I did Gamefly wet. I did do that one via Gamefly, too. And I know... I think I've mentioned this on the podcast before that I played that game. I think it was during the Guilty Pleasures episode. I talked about it briefly. Hmm. But it was, it, it was fun in the same way that Stranglehold was fun. I actually hmm. put them together on my list because I want, want to talk about them at the same time because they're uh-huh. very similar games. They, different settings, different styles, but the, the stupid senseless action with the story that didn't matter hmm. was kind of where it was at. And it was a really fun game. It was just stupid, senseless action. Hmm. I love that in the game.
1: I remember when it came out, and I, think I was subscribed to official Xbox magazine back then. So, gotcha. I would always read everything through. Stuff I, was I didn't care to about. Game
0: Informer, and... I think. I nice, yeah.
1: <laughs> I think at one point I had those two plus like Game Pro. <laughs> I think I had them all coming at the same time. <laughs> I was but, uh...
0: subscribed at one point to OXM as well. Mm-hmm. But uh, the only other game su- or magazine subscription I ever had was Nintendo Power back in the day. Yep. I was going to
2: say, uh, I was subscribed to Nintendo Power, Electron Gaming Monthly. <laughs> uh, that was it. Okay. So I, I was four. not really subscribed to, uh, oh, what's it called, Game Informer? Yeah. I didn't really, that was when I stopped gotcha. doing
0: magazines. I did that because that's when I pre-ordered a lot of games through GameStop, which... I just felt like I was going to melt just saying that sentence.
2: And then, uh, of course, official PlayStation Magazine for the demo discs. Yeah. I I found a lot of underrated games through that particular service. I kind of missed that about, I mean,
1: they have demos that you can get on your console nowadays, but it feels like back then there was more
2: of it. Yeah, like, and they would have, like, at least... And... Oh, man, it was incredible. Like, they yeah. would have five to ten games per month mm-hmm. as demos. I miss that, because and then you could trailers. really get a sense for, oh, do I want to get this or that?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so there's... That's a different topic for a different
2: time, though. <laughs> I'll just say, like, there's one <laughs> game in particular I never would have bought. where was You know, were it not for official mm-hmm. PlayStation magazine. And that's a uh, Robot Alchemical Drive. Alchemical? Alchemical Drive.
0: I've or never me? heard of this game.
2: Uh, it's... Uh, you know, acronym is R.A.D. for PS2.
0: It's like a Godzilla of
2: kind of fighting game where you control robots. i might have to look this up. It's badass. <laughs> I mean,
1: the I mean, if the acronym is R.A.D., then yeah, it's yeah, got to be, be at, least,
0: at <laughs> least R.A.D., if not badass. I mean,
2: there will be a day where we stream it on our eventual <laughs> Twitch channel. Twitch.tv cool. slash pushing buttons. Exactly. And uh, I bought that when it first came out because of official PlayStation Magazine's demo for it. Hey, Robert. It was yes. an awesome game.
0: If I were a casual listener to the show, how sure. would I know when we go live on Twitch.tv slash Buttons? Well, Kevin, they would follow <laughs> us on Twitter at PushingButtonsP. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> or just log into like, Twitch.tv. I, I don't TV. even know when we're going live. <laughs> <laughs> it's because we haven't yet. <laughs>
1: well, Kevin. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that experiment failed.
1: <laughs> I failed you master. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was so confused for a minute. I can see that in your I eyes. Was like, "Oh no. I didn't study for this." <laughs> <laughs> you failed the test. <laughs> but uh going back to wet though. So was it because I never played it, but like I was before we got off on the magazine tangent. Yeah. Uh I remember reading about it. But I don't remember what kind of game. It, what
0: was it like? Guns and stuff too, or was it, it was guns. And sword. And... It was both. Gotcha. It was, it was a combination of both. And if I, mm. I may not be remembering completely correctly, but I think it had a bullet time element to it. But I think mm. it was like limited, like a special ability that you had to for gotcha. bullet time. It was just stupid, <laughs> but it was great. I love that's that's what I love in action movies. Mm-hmm. I don't like an action movie with a story, and I'm the same way with games. I don't like an action game with a story. I play just... it for the fun ridiculousness of it all mm-hmm. the gameplay yeah and with movies i'm the same way
1: well then you have no excuse not to be watching the john wick movies i know i know i mean not saying the story is bad in those movies
0: because it's, it's the good but movies, too. The i heard good things about them, fantastic yeah my dad's been trying to get me to watch the john wick movies since the first one came out and i i just haven't i know uh, i slapping myself on that would head. be a damn good video game
1: John Woo should make John Wick. (laughs) (laughs) John Woo's John Wick. (laughs) I think we need to contact him.
0: (laughs) Let's do it. Mr. Woo,
1: we have an idea if you're listening. He's a listener to the show (laughs) on the podcast.
0: Tell him right now. (laughs) I had one uh, game from the N64 it was the first underrated game that I can remember playing, and even knowing at the time it was underrated, because I didn't hear much about it. That was Quest sixty four.
2: Oh, I've heard good things about that, but I've never played it.
0: Yeah, heard I that. heard good things about it, but I haven't heard a lot about it. Mm-hmm. But I played the crap out of that it went down. It was uh, before Hollywood Video ever came to my hometown, <laughs> and I rented yeah. this game multiple times because it was I think it was three dollars for two days to rent a game. Yeah, so I. I rented it for probably two weeks at a time my parents hated it but uh i don't remember a whole lot about the game but i remember playing the crap out of it and i know that the attacks were all about the like four different elements and those four elements were tied to the c buttons which is the stupidest way to lay out a controller ever but another topic for another time (laughs) but uh, the game it was it was kind of like a 3d zelda like, it was, it reminded me a lot of Ocarina of Time but with a turn-based combat system mm. but the exploration was very Zelda-esque I would say and this is just going back from memory from 1996, 97, 98 whatever year that was I don't have the greatest memory of all time but <laughs> I do remember loving that game and I, I know other people do but I think it's more of a cult classic than it's mm. an actual classic
1: mm. interesting title for a game
0: Quest 64. Yeah. It was a very generic... I think it's Well, I guess if it's, it's on the released, 64, that makes sense. Everything yeah, on the 64, 64 so ended Quest. in 64. It, gotcha. It was a gimmick back then. Yeah. yeah. Gotcha. Star Fox 64. Super Mario 64. Yeah. That makes
2: sense. Uh, I've got a few that I can just list off real quick.
0: You did your research.
2: Basically, uh, a lot of these underrated games I'm finding are from last generation. I think it's where PS3, Xbox 360, Nintendo mm-hmm. Wii.
0: That's when game developers were still trying to take chances.
2: I mean, they had game a lot publishers. of established franchises, <sighs> but this is before yeah. a lot of these huge ones just are cemented as like the top earners. Mm. Yeah, GTA, Call of Duty, Battlefield, Fortnite, Assassin's Creed. <laughs> yeah, I mean, a lot of those. I mean, I feel like are not given the recognition they're deserved. Uh, there was a particular game. I really wanted to talk about in-depth. Uh, basically, uh, this is an EA game.
0: <gasps>
2: I know. <laughs> shocker. Uh, have you guys heard of the Saboteur? Pin yes. Saboteur mm-hmm. was such a criminally underrated game. It was fantastic. I loved playing that game. It was Pandemic Studios' swan song before mm-hmm. EA mercilessly mm-hmm. beheaded them. Mm-hmm. Like, full-on execution style. And it's a shame, because that game was so fun to play.
0: When you say full-on execution style, you're talking about Big Brother again, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like Game of Thrones style. <laughs> like, you don't earn us five million bucks, boom! <laughs> what didn't you like about it? Or what did you like about it?
2: Oh, I loved it. Like, I love the fact that it was in black and white. And when you clear the zone, it becomes color. Oh, that's- mm-hmm. Like, that, 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 that yeah. thematic choice of yeah. doing that, it just felt really fun to complete it 100% because once you did I mean you had the main missions that would let it become colorful but it was so fun to just go around and collect everything seeing everything in color and I love the fact that the main explosive was just a stick of dynamite and a timer and you had to plant dynamite on everything to blow it up gotcha. it just made it so fun to play <laughs> and uh, there was so many different missions that you could do like, you would go on blimps to kill Nazis or nice. just, like, interact with revolutionaries in Paris. And the driving was really, like, it was arcade It wasn't, like, serious, like, physics-based, which made it more fun. It was kind
0: of like Mafia meets Wolfenstein.
2: A little bit, yeah. Gotcha. But uh, I even enjoyed, like, the story of it, which is rare in an open-world game. Yeah. Yes, it is. Like, uh, I can't... I'm really bad with names, so I can't remember the names of the characters anymore. French guy. (laughs) (laughs) But I just really love seeing the progression of his character throughout the main narrative of the game. And plus you get to climb the Alpha Tower in it, which is awesome. But uh, I would say that's a hugely overlooked game. Like, that deserves way more praise than it gets.
1: I think that's probably a game that I played the demo for with OXM. (laughs) (laughs) So I remember when that came out, hearing a lot about it and about the unique art style they were doing with it, and I'm pretty sure I did play the demo, but I think that was back in the day where I was really kind of only focused on, you know, the main big games.
0: Yeah. So. I feel like I hear that game, The Saboteur, spoken of in the same breath as uh, Spec Ops The Line. You know, Which, I don't see that as an underrated game. I see that yeah. as rated exactly what it should be because it's been talked about to death by a million different people time and time again. I mean,
2: it got me to play it, all that talk about, wow, this is such a great story of a game. Yeah. I tried playing it, and the gameplay sucks. Yeah. Like, the shooting I tried sucks. playing it as
0: well. I couldn't do it. Even knowing that there was a good story twist at the end, I knew what the, story, what yeah. the plot twist was, but I still wanted to experience it. Yeah. I, I couldn't do it because the, no, I just the lost shooting interest. mechanics were, were yeah, crap.
2: The gameplay is just so mind numbingly.
0: It felt like boring. I was playing a Red Faction game without the fun destruction. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that was the point of Red Faction Gorilla. hmm.
2: But, yeah. I mean, speaking of other uh, games that have stylistic choices that aren't, you know, really feasible for profit earnings,
0: that is the of biggest stretch for a segue <laughs> I have ever heard in my life. <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, Bravo for the effort. <laughs> yeah. I tried, man. Uh, there's another game in black and white that uh, was really fun to play. It's called Mad World.
0: Okay, yeah, yeah. For the that Nintendo on the Wii. Wii. Yeah. Wii game,
2: yeah. Uh, that game was so awesome. Didn't they make a sequel? Yes, they did. It's called Anarchy Reigns. It was an Xbox 360-like brawler, like multiplayer I thought they Arena made an actual based?
0: Mad World, another Mad World game. No,
2: they never made another main entry. They made like a multiplayer-only party game gotcha. called Anarchy Reigns. I haven't played it, so I could be wrong in describing it. But Mad World was really cool. Uh, they had black and white, of course. And the only color that would show up, like the saboteur, was red. Because you have to kill your enemies as
0: gorily. As possible. <laughs> they had different black and white <laughs> than the Saboteur. Saboteur was like just dark contrast. It was just yeah. like black with a little bit of white, like mm-hmm. a black and white film. But Mad World is like, it looked like it was written on a piece of paper, like drawn yeah. on a piece of paper.
2: Yeah, it was very much so. Um, as far as I'm aware, the only time you see the color is red mm-hmm. when you're killing your enemies. Yeah. It was such a...
1: Just
0: like in life.
2: Qu- like a... Qu- <laughs> it
1: was a very <laughs> Every time I go to sleep... <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, it was just a really fun game I remember like that was the one time I actually enjoyed using motion controls in what game. <laughs> yeah exactly because a lot of your special moves that you use on the enemies involve motion
0: control I'm just now picturing you and I wish we had a webcam for me to show you what I'm about to do You're but I'm picturing go- you standing up and just like, <sighs> like spinning in circles like I did with that sweet ass Michael Jackson move earlier today you did yeah <laughs>
2: I mean, the only time a motion controller game has really made me get up out of my chair
0: <laughs> was We <Wii>
2: Fit, <laughs> and that was. Not, I was about to say, yeah. "Is this going to be
0: safe for work?" What you're about to say. <laughs> <laughs>
2: but uh, I would say that's a must-play for people that just love a good time, like mm-hmm. stupid action games. Yeah, like exactly. I do. Yeah, nice. not to take seriously, but just to have fun.
0: There's another really heavy gameplay. Game. That, <laughs> game lots of those. <laughs> <laughs> a game that was fun specifically because of the gameplay oh, okay. that you and I have talked about on the podcast before, and that was PsyOps, the Mind Geek Conspiracy. I was going to bring that up as well. Yeah, I figured. Uh, yep. th- that was That is an underrated game. It, Absolutely. I, I cannot believe they have not made a sequel because of how good that game was. You know, I don't think it did very well. Like, there was mid- It was ways. underrated
2: last game before i think they were shut down i think
0: that might be might be true i'm not sure but
2: not 100% but yeah I'm that was a
0: really fun game it was from being able to take over people's minds to the side surfing being able to oh, like blow up a door walk on that door move that door with your mind, and shoot people while you're doing that. While
2: you're moving the door. Yeah. Under your feet.
0: That door. Levitating the door. <laughs> your character. You try to do that in the game, even like, like Half-Life 2 has a gravity gun, you can move yeah. stuff around, but you can't move stuff around in that game while you're standing on it. PsyOps you could, and that was, a, God, it was awesome. a main gameplay element in that game, that no game that I have played has done since. That game is freaking fantastic, super underrated, everybody needs to play it, and... Tweet at <laughs> anybody that makes games now to make a sequel. I'll raise get you. Get the one. license. I
2: think we should get Robert to play it.
0: That would be fun. That'd Do we have really an original fun. Xbox for him to play it on, though? Or is it backwards PS2. compatible? Oh,
1: yeah. Nice. I got a PS2 with
2: the PS2 copy. Nice. Yeah.
1: I'm down diggity.
0: Down diggity. That down. That's like all these super games down. I'm
2: talking about, I own. Like oh, I actually God. traded in Saboteur because I 100 it, and I wish I hadn't. Because <laughs> it's such a good game.
0: I mean you could um, probably get it on Steam for like twelve bucks. Yeah,
2: I'm sure. Uh but I love Psyops, man. That was such a fun game to play.
0: And I love that me, you, and one of our buddies from high school, Andrew, he also played it and we were all playing it at the same time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it was that was the time that was <laughs> that's how you know it's an underrated game, when it was three of you guys that were talking about it in class and nobody else <laughs> in the flipping world was talking about it. It's indeed, like. yeah. Absolutely, that was a really good game.
2: I mean, that brings me to my next one. I've talked about it before, but Alpha Protocol.
0: I'll take that off my list as well.
1: <laughs> we have
2: spoken about that on the podcast.
1: Mm-hmm. You well. and I—I I think we played. That's it. another one you guys suggested. We, I play. Yeah, <laughs> yes. I was
2: going to say we suggested that Robert plays that. We did cover it, but I just want to mention it again. Like, it's an underrated game nice. for the wrong reasons, <laughs> mostly because of its buggy mess.
0: But so it's a guilty pleasure game. Yeah, that's the episode that we talked about it on. Yeah. I know. <laughs> it is a really good game, though. It was what got me psyched for Obsidian.
1: Hmm.
0: It was it was their own franchise; they were doing it themselves. It was a story that they made from scratch. They, it's not like with Kotor two, where they just took an existing IP and expanded on it air quotes. Um, it was a brand new thing for them, and yeah, it didn't work out as great as it could have. But no. <laughs> the story was okay. But the the different ways that you could go about playing the game, and the, the dialogue was at least funny to me because it was supposed to be serious and really wasn't.
2: I mean, the amount of power you can have with just using pistols.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you
2: became a god. Like, you yeah. would just one-shot enemies like nothing <laughs> with a pistol. It was insane.
1: Yeah. Chirp, chirp. So chirp, chirp. another one that I play back on, this goes back to the original Xbox uh, Lord of the Rings of Third Age. Either of you guys ever
2: played that? I, have I did
1: play that. You did? It was the one fun Lord of the Rings game that was not an RTS. I have never met anyone else that has ever played it. And it is a turn-based combat game. Are we... Are we pausing? We don't have to. Okay. Well, it was a turn-based <laughs> combat game. And...
0: Maybe I'm not to- thinking of the same game.
1: Yeah.
0: Maybe I'm thinking of a different one.
1: What are you thinking of?
0: Maybe I'm thinking of one of the actual movie titles.
1: That could be. But uh, up until that point and to this day, it's actually the only turn-based combat game I've played because that's a lot of like Japanese RPGs are like that, right? Yeah. And when it came out, it was that was one of the things that critics were railing against before was it for it being just oh, it's, tr- it's trying to be like Final Fantasy or whatever. And but me being it was just my experience was just that game it was really fun and it wasn't open world but it had you would progress through different areas and it went through all of middle earth and it basically followed the movies your group of characters was like following right behind
0: the fellowship the entire way i did play this game you okay did. yeah yeah it was a, it was a good game it wasn't <laughs> the end all be all of a game but it no. was it was a better lord of the rings game than we had available to us yeah. otherwise i mean the movie
1: ones weren't too bad yeah. i like those yeah. uh, at least two towers and return of the king yeah. the fellowship of the ring was horrible but that wasn't connected with the movies yeah but it was a game that just got like middling reviews nothing special but it was really fun at least for me and it got the world of the movies down and it's still one of my favorite games. I still own my copy, even though I don't have an Xbox or a way to play it. Nice. I, just, mm. I can't get rid of it.
0: I think that was another rental for me. That was in my Hollywood Video Blockbuster days, though. <laughs> yeah.
2: Lord of the Rings games are kind of tricky. Like the only one I've really played through Shadow, and through of Mortar. Shadow of Mortar. Mm.
1: Mortar. 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's how they say it in the Led Zeppelin song. Mortar. <laughs> but,
2: I don't know uh, why, but Lord of the Rings games just do not appeal to me.
1: Well, I mean, a lot of them were licensed because of the movies. Right. Uh, until, you know, like Shadow of War, when they started branching out and creating their own things. But, um, like I was saying, it's turn-based, mm. the Third Age was. I see. And so, you might actually enjoy it, seeing as you're more the JRPG.
2: Yeah, I like the
0: RTS kind of yeah, genre. But, it
1: was an enjoyable game.
0: I liked Lego Lord of the Rings? That was a good one. That was a fun one. As well as Battle for Middle-Earth 2.
1: Yes. Yes, I played that on the 360.
0: I played that on the PC. That's the only RTS I've played.
1: <laughs> really? Yeah. I thought about trying Halo Wars, no. but I just... I don't know. Did you play the first Battle for Middle-Earth? No. It, it was, was okay, but... Because it was the only reason I played 2 is because they it came out on the 360 oh, okay. and they're making such a big deal about how they're mapping everything to the controller mm-hmm. buttons and how they're mm-hmm. making it intuitive and yeah, I played the heck out of that game too. That
0: was a good Lord of the Rings. Game. I think you should, you should play and it is a pretty underrated game I would say, Star Wars Galactic Battlegrounds. It's an RTS, I think it's only on the PC though. Mm-hmm. And they did release an expansion for it about the time the Clone Wars came out. Mm-hmm. I think it was the Clone Wars campaign. But it it was a really fun game. I, I've talked about nice. it on this podcast before, so I won't, won't they have waste nothing more against time
1: RTSs. There's, there's not many on consoles, so
0: yeah, really even less that would
1: appeal to me. So, I mean, that was Lord of the Rings. That was back in my heyday with, you know, hoo-ah, with the movies and books and everything. Yeah. So, I was way into that. But.
2: It's unfortunate because I used to love RTS as a kid. I loved StarCraft. I loved Command and Conquer. And man, I would just kick myself in the ass uh square seeing (laughs) you know i would try so hard to play these games as a kid on pc because it was so difficult to play on a pc back then for a kid anyway because you either have to use your parents or your older siblings in my case their computer
0: oh so (laughs) it was really hard to. i grew up spoiled with my own computer
2: I didn't get my own till I was like 18, and uh, I would have to share it with my older brother, who was really into PC gaming <laughs> during that golden yeah. age, where all these RTSs were mm. like huge franchises. And uh, I don't know why, but I just can't get into them anymore. Like seeing all these franchises get bastard versions, like bastardized.
0: Grand... Was that what you're trying to say?
2: Well, I mean. I was thinking of that Command and Conquer yeah. mobile game uh-huh. from E3, and I'm like, God, why does this keep happening? They just keep ruining these franchises I loved as a kid. It makes me sad. Yeah.
1: Quick aside, the only PC game I have played was the first Sims on my aunt and uncle's PC, and really? I was like, <laughs> I don't probably like ten or eleven, and it was when uh. They lived here, and I lived far away, so we would come to visit them. Gotcha. uh, Yeah, I I would play that every time I visited.
0: I know most (laughs) kids that were our age when that game came out, so we were, like, pretty little, um, they would be, like, the, the kind of people that would build a swimming pool, get all the people inside of it, and then take out the ladder. And I see you as the people that, the, as the kind of person that actually tries to get them to have a good life and get a good job and try to prosper. How do you know?
1: <laughs> of course, I was all about the cheat codes, too. So I was okay. like, you know, million bucks here, a million bucks here, just let me build <laughs> yep, whatever give I want. Them I don't me them Yeah,
2: Simolians. Did you play any like the roller coaster tycoon games?
1: Um, No. Oh, okay. The closest thing I played to like a Park management type game or simulator was. I did play SimCity. I have vague memories of that. Probably on the same <laughs>
0: ant <Ant-Noble's laughs> PC.
1: But um Jurassic Park oh, that's an okay. That's another That's Topic my next underrated time? game. Oh. It's Jurassic Park Operation Genesis. Oh, okay. That was on the original Xbox. Oh, and okay. it was basically you know, Zoo Tycoon or whatever, but with dinosaurs. That sounds fun. And it seems like the new the Jurassic World game that just came out, it seems like they Evolution, borrowed right. a lot from it. Yeah. I do want to pick that up and play it still, because I love Genesis. I love the but, Sega Genesis. <laughs> I, I that wasn't <laughs> underrated, though. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that's the closest I've come to playing, uh, like, a simulator like that. Mm. But yeah, that was, that was a fun game. I would In that game, I would build carnivore pens and all that, and then destroy the fences and let them run around and eat people. So, yes. <laughs> so what, I did do
0: that. Y- you would get that out in mm-hmm. Jurassic Park, so you wouldn't have to do that in The Sims. Exactly. The
1: Sims haven't done anything
0: bad. They're good people. They're just trying to live their life. What about the people going to see these dinosaurs? Okay, well, they're kind of asking for it.
1: Yeah, they're if they got that much money to go... P- I, I would. You should see and what I was helicopter. charging for tickets to get into that park. If they have that kind of money to buy a ticket, they deserve to be. <laughs> these are Robert probably the a monopoly man.
2: <laughs> uh, those are good times. Yikes! <laughs> you were the person to get like all the hotels on monopoly spaces, weren't you? I can't remember the last time I played
0: Monopoly. Monopoly is a terrible board game. <laughs> I love Monopoly. I though. hate that game. It never flipping ends, <laughs> it goes on for days. It takes forever, yeah. That's what I love about if it. If everyone's good at the game, then it would never end. <laughs> you know what was a fun game? A lot of people didn't think so until the second one came out it was Just Cause. Yeah. The first one? The first one. Wow. It was a really fun game. That was a mm-hmm. very underrated game. I know Robert played that. Yeah. Uh, it was a Gamefly game that
1: I guess I didn't think about it being underrated till now, but I did get that. I know for a fact
0: I got that through Gamefly too. Yeah, and, and then I bought it. Once I think we my talked about this up. on the Guilty Pleasures episode yeah. or uh, and other episode, but mm-hmm. that was a really underrated game because mm-hmm. I only heard about it from one other guy that I worked with at the time, and uh, he was like, "No, dude, you should play this game. It's really cool." Mm-hmm. And then the second one came out, and they just like took it to not even eleven; it was like seventeen with it. And just went way off the rails. Yeah. But the first Just Cause was a little bit more grounded, mm-hmm. and it it didn't feel like it was trying to be GTA. It was its own separate thing. Yeah. And, and at the time, those it was a
1: gorgeous game. It too. really was. Mm-hmm. That
0: was one of the the earlier 360 games. Mm-hmm. It wasn't super early, but it was early enough to. It was really good, and it was the first open world game since San Andreas that I had gotten into. Mm-hmm. It was really good. Rico Rodriguez. Oh, yeah.
1: Look at him now. <laughs> Fourth game coming. Yeah. Flying at Tornadoes. And
0: <laughs> ag- I have nothing against those those games uh, now, but they kind of went the way of Saints Row. went super ridiculous yeah, over the they, top. Yeah. Trying to do bigger every game. And, the first one was over the top, too, but it wasn't as much. Yeah. So. Well, it's following your action movie critique. Like, just get right to the gameplay. Don't care about the story. Yeah, <laughs> and those are fun. And I didn't care about the story in the first Just Cause, but it felt like... It, it was more centralized on how you were supposed to play it rather than just mm-hmm. hey grapple this blow this up yeah I it, see it it was it was, was fun there,
1: was there a grapple in the first game I really I, don't remember I don't think there was I think you just had your parachute uh-huh
0: yeah. I I don't know for sure but yeah. it's been a long time yeah uh moving
2: on uh I got quite a few more to talk about if there's time for it sure. <laughs> uh, I know this game had a lot of controversy when it first came out. Oh boy. But I really enjoyed it because I played it after it was current. Viva um, Pinata. No, I'm actually going to bring <laughs> up uh, Fable 3. Oh. Hmm. Fable 3 is not a good game. It's not. It's really not. But I actually enjoyed it for what it was. I uh, enjoyed the aspect of having, like, a character you're playing as that has influence over the entire realm, Hmm. as opposed to just over, like, a city.
1: Hmm.
2: I mean, uh, this was, like, way after it came out. Like, I think I played it in, like, 2012. But, uh, you know, I played Fable 2, and I played that release, and I liked it a lot. Hmm. And, I mean, there's not, like and bad about it without taking in the whole picture of it, essentially.
1: So that was one franchise that I could... I never got into. Mm. Like, I tried playing the first one uh, when it came out with The Lost Chapters or whatever. Yeah, It was like that bundle. And I could...
2: I never got into it. Mm. It was one of those games that first came out on Xbox. Mm-hmm. And at the time, this was being hyped up so much by Peter Molyneux. And Lionhead Studios. Like, he would say... (laughs) I I remember. (laughs) No, no, no. Like, this is bad. Like, he would say, yeah, everything in the game world happens for a reason. Like, the trees, they grow. And they actually shed their leaves. Mm -hmm. And this is all happening in real time. Because we developed it that way. Yeah. Like, every little ass pull... That he could get <laughs> he didn't take like nobody for, for granted. Like he mm-hmm. would just get in there and hype this game up like crazy. Yeah. And this is why I did not buy into the hype of No Man's Sky. Hmm. Particularly because of Peter Molyneux and the fable series. But he wasn't involved. No, he wasn't. That's the thing. He, <laughs> he ruined just, it for he was a yeah. marketing person. Yeah. Like yeah, I, don't remember, think, uh, I don't think he sat in front of the
1: game and played it. What was the game that they did recently? It was like the box or the cube or something and everyone was chipping away at this cube or whatever and then it's like oh, the, God, the middle that? of it is this amazing prize that one person's going to get. I don't even remember what it was.
2: It was like God something.
1: That sounds about right. But yeah, he, he's definitely goddess. a hype man.
2: Like Godus. Yeah. Yeah, like G-O-D-U-S. Yeah, goddess. goddess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And there's like an article from the... Perspective of the person that won, like he got to the, he won the game basically. Uh-huh.
0: He got to the Tootsie Roll Center of the Tootsie Pop. Yeah, mm-hmm. and he
2: got screwed over basically. Didn't like what he found, huh? <laughs> it was Peter Molyneux. <laughs> <laughs> That's who it counts. Congrats, man.
1: Here's I nothing. Is that your friend Jackson? <laughs> I don't know why I gave him Congrats, a New Zealand. Man. I was, I don't know why. The only accent I can seem to do lately is Korg from. Thor Ragnarok so that's automatically what I went with I'm sorry sorry Peter (laughs) I know you're not New -er. (laughs) Zealand-ish
2: I mean there's other games from that era that I played that were at the time like controversial and one of them is Asura's Wrath Uh, basically that got a lot of flack for being like a a cutscene based game where you just do uh, quick time events But I don't know why I enjoy it so much. Maybe it's because I played it several years after it came out. Because I think it came out in 2009.
0: If you're playing it and know what you're expecting, it seems like a game that you might end up enjoying. Yeah. But not a whole lot of people Mm. would.
2: But there was a lot of uh, flack that it got for having DLC to finish the story.
0: Okay, yeah, I have heard of this game.
2: Yeah. But, you know, I, I bought the game. I bought all the DLC for really cheap when I was on sale and I just played the hell out of it. And I had a good time. Like it was really fun and the story <laughs> was good. Like the final boss fight is like way up there for me. Like in final boss fights. List. But if you
0: played that when it first came out and you had to wait for the DLC, Oh yeah. I, and but, then you had to buy the DLC. Separately. I would be disappointed. Yeah. Okay.
2: But I kind of feel like it's an underrated game as a whole. Okay. Cause it did something that no other game has really done where, uh, it's basically like a anime series, but you have interaction while watching it. But that's what kind of makes it cool because you're going through all these action scenes, just mashing buttons. But it was fun for what it was. I really enjoyed it based off of that. Cool, nice. Because I didn't take it like a gameplay game. I just took it as like an anime I'm watching, but I'm kind of in there too, hmm. which made it kind of like a level over watching, like visually. Gotcha. It was interactive. Yeah, like a video game. Exactly. <laughs> the circle's complete. Uh, and then uh, this is another one I wanted to mention as well. Um,
0: Your segues are just killing it today.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can tell I was really prepared. Uh, have you guys heard of Binary Domain?
0: Yes, I've played it.
2: You, you played it? Oh, it like, all the like way?
0: Vague no, I've not, I haven't oh. beat it, no. But it's fun. I it, I know. It's it, it, <laughs> that's why I'm bringing it up. I don't think it was an underrated. It might have been underrated at release, but since then, I don't think it's been. I, don't, I, it's been on several Steam sales to the point where every outlet when it when it was on sale for the first few Steam sales said, "Hey, you got to play this game. You got to try this game. You got to play this game." I think it's out there. I don't think it's underrated anymore.
2: Yeah, basically, they're the developers behind the Yakuza series, mm-hmm. which I really enjoy. And this was like a whole new IP for them that Sega was like, just do whatever the hell you want. And it was really promising from the get-go. Like, the trailers for it, like, it made it seem, like, Westworldy,
1: hmm.
2: You know, for something to visualize for you, Robert.
1: I'm picturing Westworld, yeah.
2: Yeah, like, basically, humans find out they're robots, and all hell breaks loose. Okay. It's really cool. And the combat in the game is so visceral, because the sound design, along with the enemy design, makes for a really fun shooter. Because you have to kind of approach it... Similar to, for example, Dead Space, where you have to shoot off limbs or certain parts of the robot to defeat it. (laughs) And it made combat really engaging. And not only that, but you also had this squad system that, depending on who you have in your squad, they would have more dialogue and cutscenes. And it would change the outcome of the story, too. It was really awesome at the time. Like, I felt like it was years beyond anything we're getting today
0: streets ahead yeah streets ahead
2: yeah that was a really great romp uh the boss design too
0: (laughs) that is a great word i don't hear people use that very often so thank you
2: well i mean what do you think of when you hear romp
0: no i think exactly (laughs) a good old romp in the hay (laughs) i wasn't thinking (laughs) sexually about it but
2: really i think i think you were
0: I think I think you're wrong. I'll say,
2: <laughs> highly underrated game. I highly, highly recommend a romp in those woods.
0: Okay, now I'm thinking sexually. <laughs>
2: uh, beautiful. Thank you you guys, guys
0: got any more? You want I've to share? Got like seventeen more. <laughs> <laughs> I have a lot. Lightning Uh, round, go. It's not really 17, it's like 4, but still. (laughs) (laughs) So back in the heyday of the early first-person shooter on the PC, Doom, Quake were the big ones. Yeah, I wasn't even going to bring up Hexen or Heretic. I guess Heretic or Hexen, because Hexen was the sequel to Heretic. Those were really good games. Rise of the Triads, the one that I'm bringing up, and it's not even the original 1996 or whatever year that came out. Mm -hmm. I'm talking about the remastered remaster the reboot in 2012 2013 2014 it was been in, within the last five years or so they did a re uh, a reboot of that and it was a uh, i think it was 20 bucks on release so it was a budget mm. game and it was so fun it just brought me back to that arcade style of first person shooter and it had a lot of the same tropes as rise of the triad the original one did but it was very modernized. It was super smooth, super fun. Mm. One of the best first person shooters of the time, because that was before uh Doom was being remade. It was it was before any of the other fast paced first person shooters were coming out and they were all cod. And this is the yeah. first time I've said cod without referring to fish.
1: Um another one from the three sixty days was uh Gun.
2: Oh man, I totally forgot about that. I forgot I about was, that one. That was the it
1: It was a launch 360 title. I remember I bought it, I think, like two weeks before the 360 came out because games, or back then it was EB Games where I lived. They had a couple 360 games for sale already. And so I bought it before the console even came out, and I was like, I'm so excited to play it. Yeah. But it was, I thought it was a really good Western game. It was before Red Dead Redemption. Says all I had to compare it to, but at had actually a really good story, and he had Thomas Jane voicing the main character, and then you had, like, Chris Christofferson doing Whoa, they doing had, like, the a whole all-star cast? Yeah. The voice acting? hmm I forget, I that. forget who voiced the main bad guy, but they had some, you know, really recognizable people in it, and it was a really fun game, and they had kind of like a, a bullet time type thing, you know, quick draw. Is that Red Dead or was that gun? can't remember what uh, Red Dead calls it. It's Deadshot, right? Dead uh, I? Dead Eye. Dead All right, so Quick Draw, I think, was Gun. And so it, it had similarities, and the world wasn't quite as open as, like, Red Dead. It was more segmented,
0: but... Mm-hmm. yeah. You just made me think of uh, uh, Call of Juarez. There was one specific Call of Juarez game. I, I remember that I, I tried really one fun. that I
1: didn't care for.
0: It was really fun, because it was a first-person shooter. It was a stupid first-person shooter. <laughs> Uh, it wasn't cartel. Wasn't there like three or four of those games? They, a lot there of were them, several, yeah. different uh, like genres. Yeah,
1: remember Gunslinger? Call of
0: War is Gunslinger. Mm. That was a. Uh, I typed "Call of" in Google and came up with Call of Duty. Of course, COD. <laughs> <laughs> call of War is Gunslinger. That was a very underrated game. Mm. It was super fun. It was silly. It was mm-hmm. stupid. It was action. It was great.
1: <laughs> Sometimes that's all you need. That's all I need apparently.
2: Right. I think that makes up a majority of like underrated games. Like it's fun. Yeah. It's nothing like uh, poignant or like revolutionary in terms of game design. Yeah, they just do it's
0: just a fun game. Yeah, they just do one thing and they do it well. Yeah. Uh, Warframe was one of the last ones that I had thought of, and I just Is that thought of this while we were talking I I don't think it's gotten quite the press that it should have. There are mm. some people that are just adamant about how great that game is. That's a free-to-play game, right? Yeah, mm. but that free-to-play moniker gives it a, a bad rap to begin with. And it most is,
2: free-to-play games do.
0: Exactly, yeah. yeah most mm. free-to-game free to play? Free-to-play <laughs> games suck, <laughs> and this one does not. Like Honestly, yeah, it does speed things up if you pay money, but there's absolutely no reason that you have to pay money. Hmm. Everything is accessible, for the most part, via just gameplay. And you can play solo, you can play with other people. Uh, it's all cooperative, and there's just missions that you do, and it's the action is fast and it's fun, just like everything else I've been talking about. I
1: might have to check that out, because it's one of those games I always... When I check out the Marketplace on Xbox every once in a while, just like at the look at the free games or whatever, yeah. and that's always towards the top. But when exactly, whenever I think of free-to-play, I'm like, oh, You whatever. think of, like,
0: Fortnite and you think of the other... Yeah. Uh, there's a, a crap lot ton of, of yeah. free-to-play games. Might have to check that out. The last one that I had thought of, it has, it, it's two games, but they both came out pretty recently. Evoland and Evoland 2.
2: Oh, I've already mentioning this before.
0: The original Evoland game, they're, they're completely different games. But the first one it was more of a concept of a game. It was, you can only move right when you start. Until you pick up the pickup, then you can move left. And you then you can move right, left, up and down. And then your screen gets bigger, then you get sound effects. And it just, it it walks you through the evolution of game development, is what that game is. It's a love letter to the making and the progression of video games. Sounds interesting. It's really fun. It's a cheap game. It's, it's a short game. And if you get past the beginning few minutes, I think... If you're a video game enthusiast, you can really appreciate what there is there. It's a it's a great game just to sit down, play and appreciate. Evil Land 2, on the other hand, is more like a Final Fantasy, I want to say. It doesn't start off that way. It, it kind of starts off as a 2D game and then it as you go you, it's got a mechanic where you go forward and backward through time and it's got three different time frames mm. by the end of it, I think. Mm. Uh, you have a 2D world like an 8-bit 2D, a 16-bit 2D, and then a like a PS1 style 3D world that you go to. And you have to go back and forth through time and figure out the puzzles and everything. It's a fully fleshed out game on like the first Evo Land. Hmm. Uh, they are completely different games. I recommend both of them. They are highly hmm. entertaining. Uh, especially the second one. It's got a lot of other bonuses like secrets and easter eggs in it. So many references. I, I think you both would get a lot of enjoyment out of out of both of them. Mm. I honestly it do.
1: Sounds interesting already.
0: Yeah. They're they're both great games. Mm. Highly underrated. Especially the first one.
1: A little quick one. Um, pretty sure I've talked about this before, but Oddworld Strangers Wrath. You
0: have talked about that, because mm-hmm. it was oh, when yeah. we talked about what game I was going to, with the trivia. <laughs> right. I remember that trivia yeah. game. Yeah. I missed that. Something came out of that.
1: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I'd never played any of the previous Oddworlds. So I can't say how it compares to those ones. But it was really fun in that you were this you know, weird creature guy that was like a bounty hunter. So you were already cool. But you're, you had like a crossbow. Bounty hunters are cool, Kevin. He's <laughs> laughing at me. Um, so you had like this crossbow. But all, all the ammo you had in the game was live creatures that you had to catch. Or, you know, I guess instead of, you know, picking up a crate of ammo off the floor, you would just be picking up creatures. But And each creature had a different, um, like, power or whatever. So, like, some creatures would blow up when you shot them out. Some would be, like, a swarm of bees and stuff. And it was a really fun, unique way to have basically an action-adventure game. And,
0: yeah, it's been a long
1: time since I played it.
0: It sounds but, a lot different than the other Oddworld games, too. Yeah,
1: because those are more, like, platformer, mm-hmm. right? This was, It was definitely an action-adventure third-person, you know, shooting guns and shoot traps and stuff like that. Hmm. And like with the Bounty Hunter, it was almost like a Western type of setting. And It was really unique, and it was really fun to play, but it never got as big as it should have, I felt. Definitely check it out. Nice.
2: Well, uh, just to kind of do a lightning round, I think it'd be kind of fun to kind of list some random ones off and just briefly uh, summarize them.
1: Give us your randos.
2: So starting with the uh, N64 area, uh, there's a couple games that I think is worth taking a look at just because of how unique they
0: are. It's been very lightning-like so far. (laughs) Bumblebee64. That was a fun shooter. I don't know what that is. Yeah, look it up. It sounds like a game you're making up right now. <laughs> it sounds like well, that new this Transformers is the movie. Round, so that's all you
2: get. <laughs> <laughs> Go on. Fair enough. Other games. The James Bond series on uh, the PS2, GameCube, Xbox era.
0: I played a couple of them. Didn't like them. I. They really... didn't live up to GoldenEye.
2: No, they didn't. But. They're fun with the multiplayer because they have, like, grappling hooks. You can be like Spider-Man and <laughs> uh, you know, go around the map like gotcha. Spider-Man. Gotcha. So that was fun. Um, the Spy Hunter series, I always found that to be kind of an underwhelming.
0: The what? Spy, spy Hunter. Hunter. okay.
2: Like the car game where yeah, you yeah. got, like, a spy car yeah. and you just do missions with it.
1: Wasn't Vin Diesel, like, in the promotion for one of those games?
2: I think so. Um, Drop something. Moving on, uh... Alice Madness Returns was a really okay. cool game. Okay, yeah. Not really memorable gameplay wise, but just for the aesthetic and graphical design of it, it was really trippy. Like a really.
0: It was like the twisted version of it, right? Yeah, yeah. it was
2: freaking cool to is experience. That American McGee or something. Yeah, that sounds American right, yeah. McGee's Alice. This yeah. is like his f- like fully budgeted version. Yeah. Back when I EA... have that on Steam. Yeah, back when EA was still doing cool. Wah! before they decide to stop doing cool (laughs) stuff. Gotcha. And that brings me to the next one. Uh, Dante's Inferno. Mm -hmm. Visceral's uh, God of Mm War-like. I played that for a little bit. God, that was a great game. I played the demo. Mm -hmm. So fun. Um, Next up would be Ghost Trick for the Nintendo DS. I could pretty much talk about this in another episode, but basically it's a text-based game where uh, you have to figure out who murdered your character. But the interesting gameplay mechanic is that you're a ghost, and you're tricking people. Basically, you have like a bunch of rooms that you have to solve by possessing objects, Hmm. and you have to, you know, line them up like uh, what's it called, Rube Goldberg devices. Yeah, and you have to like use those objects in the room to get something to happen in the story. Interesting. And it's a really good story. Like there's a lot of awesome twists in it, and you find out. Like all these crazy motivations for why your character died. Oh, it's it's an awesome game. I can't talk about it enough. <laughs> I really want to go more depth with it, but it'd be spoiler territory. <laughs> yeah, don't. And I think I'll end it with that. That's pretty much it.
0: Star Wars Bounty Hunter. Oh my it.
2: God! How have I not talked about that?
0: <laughs> That's a great one. I like how you were about to slap the table <laughs> and then you just kind of tapped it. Here, here. That game was awesome, dude. Destroy All Humans. That's a good one. Yeah.
1: That would have been mine, but I didn't know if it was underrated enough. Oh, my
2: God. This makes me so pissed off about Star Wars 1313. (laughs) I know, right?
0: Yeah. (laughs) That would have been awesome. Yeah. The pain is real. Yeah, 1313. LucasArts, man. And then even the the other one after that, the visceral one. Yeah. That got shut down. God. What can you do? Star Wars
2: Bounty Hunter was such a
0: great game. I'll tell you what you can do. You can follow us on Twitter at pushing buttons. P. Subscribe however you're listening to this podcast. Thank you for listening to this podcast. We're on Castbox, yes, we're on iTunes, we're on TuneIn, Google Play, mm-hmm. YouTube. Uh, we exist on Twitch. We haven't done anything yet. You can follow us there just in case we do, do something. I said do do. <laughs> uh, show us some love, show us some support. Pass the message along of pushing buttons.
2: Spread the good word. Star Wars Republic Commando for the last one. Oh,
0: so. Dang, that's a good one. Yeah. That was a great game. This might have to be Damn a two-part episode. <laughs> <laughs> we'll save
2: that for another time.
0: Do you guys have any more entries on this list? Let us know. Pushing Buttons be on Twitter. You can comment on this video or on this podcast, however you're listening to it. Thank you very much, and we will catch you next week. Later. Goodbye. Love you.